There's no escape. Keep your voice down. He's in the rectory. You think I don't know? I see what he sees. He wants you, you know. Wants to baptize you. You're out of your mind. No! I simply saw the light. Declan, you are one of God's teachers. God! <laughs> he is God! Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 81. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where St. Patrick's Day can mean only one thing, and that is that we are staying inside and avoiding people at all costs. Yep. Which is exactly what we did. Yeah. <laughs> it's tradition. Yeah, right? Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And, uh, and it's not St. Patrick's Day anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But this is sort of our St. Patty's episode. Not officially. It's more just like an Irish episode, because we're kind of late. We're going, but it's kind of not. In classic fashion, in classic fashion, we are late. We are late. That's true. Well, hey, you were on time today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, he was just at home having a wank. Hmm. You got to have that pre-show wank, otherwise, what's this all about? You right? come here and you're all jittery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what have you guys been up to? Not a whole lot. Like we said, it was, it was St. Patrick's Day, so mm-hmm. uh, I kicked off my morning by by going to band practice because. That's always a fun St. Patrick's Day festivity. Did you at least drink while you were there? Oh yeah, it was like oh, 10, yeah. It was like, it was like ten a.m. and I pulled out a, a pint of Jameson. I don't even like Jameson, but it's all they had at Seven Eleven, because that's where I get my booze. Why are you buying I, booze at Seven Eleven? I was getting tea, and it was there. So <laughs> Jameson but, and tea. <laughs> he was <laughs> making those uh, green tea shots, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like ten a.m. and I pulled it out of the brown bag. Guys, it's St. Patrick's Day. It's it's the only day that you can actually get away with drinking before noon. And it's totally acceptable. I was taking well advantage. Where of have you been every single other day of the year? <laughs> I was, was going to say I would beg to differ. I, I start most of my days off. Every with a day of is St. Patty's Day when you're an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but uh, yeah, no, I did that, and then uh, I did. We did try to go out to a bar. We were going to be festive a little bit and get like a corned beef sandwich somewhere. And we should have known better than by trying to go to a bar that was called Tipsy McStaggers or something like that. It just, it just sounds like a great place, doesn't it? The the place on uh, like 14 and Van Dyke? Yeah, yeah. When did you try to go there? Uh, St. Peter's Day. When? Because oh, you, you went from band practice to home and then to my house. So. No, no, I don't know. We went to get eat. We went to get We eat. went to get eaten. We went to get food after <laughs> band practice before I went home. Oh, I see. Um, but yeah, we uh, there were so many people outside. We walked in. We looked, each, we, wa- we looked at each other. We go, nope. And we turned around and went to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> so, the least that, Irish name. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Had a burger. And it wasn't nothing, nothing Irish about it. And then I went to your place and... And then Jay showed up. I did. You were like, hey, we're hanging out over here. Stop on by. And I finally got done doing some some album mixing. And I said, I'll do uh, Jay, Jay, the workaholic, was working all day on St. Patty's I Day. I did, yeah. But it was cool. I mean, we... I feel uh, bad because I found out he was working on my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just another day, man. We, uh, we all got together and drank some beers and liquors and... It was kind of an, I would say, because my birthday was two days later, so it was kind of an unofficial kind of gathering of the minds for my birthday. Because I didn't really have, I didn't do anything for my birthday this yeah, year. you're old though. I mean. We're going to, uh, 
We're going to the March Denain Rouge next mm, week. We are. Which is kind of for my birthday and for our buddy Carney's birthday, which yeah. is, uh, um, I don't know if we, we've talked about yeah. Denain Rouge on, yeah. on, on the show before. On the uh, Urban Legends episode, I believe we uh, yeah. gave it a rundown. I think just like every other place on the planet, we have our, our local folklore here. And uh, the Nain Rouge is this little harbinger of doom, this little devil who supposedly runs around the city and causes all sorts of terrible things to little, happen. So little red bitch. R- the little red bitch. Hey, don't insult him because he will fuck your life up. What so, a lovely monkey face you have. <laughs> you're supposed to... W- see, and, and now, based on what they do in uh, the March to Nain Rouge, that's not really how you're supposed to deal with them. Because they say, it, according to folklore, if you come across this thing, you're supposed to flatter him with, uh, with kind words. And then he'll leave you alone. But if you don't, if you if you say anything mean to him or you like hit him on the head like that uh, Cadillac guy did, mm-hmm. then you just your your life ends up in ruins. And the whole point of this March to Nain Rouge is to drive him back to whatever hole he crawled out of. Yeah, into the lake. Maybe that's why everybody's supposed River. to wear costumes. They say wear a costume to disguise yourself in front of Nain Rouge. So that, you can that way you can be mean to him, and then they and then he won't. So you guys better show up in costumes. I'm going to. Otherwise, you're gonna be screwed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dress up as my my favorite. Your mom. <laughs> my favorite mom. Yes. <laughs> Your mom. The '80s Splatterfest. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we decided that uh, that's what Mike's dad calls Mike's mom. The, come on. The '80s Splatterfest. Mm. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to, and uh, not a whole lot else because we're boring. Not a whole lot. I, uh, I also finally watched The Shape of Water. I was just talking oh, about yeah. this before we uh, started. Fucking loved it. Absolutely loved it. Wasn't it great? Yep. I'm going to call Vito out, though. Because oh, Vito, Vito. Vito just told me before we started the show that he uh, that he hated the movie. We're going to get on a little conference Which, call with Vito yeah, like, yeah. tomorrow, he's and we're going to talk about this. He's lost all of his cred because yeah. that movie is incredible. Yeah. You're, go- um, you're going down, you redheaded fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if I could fuck a fish man, you, you better well believe and I would watch. You'd be part of it. Give me the devil's three fish, three three fish. Some <laughs> the, the devil's devil, the devil's, devil's seaway. <laughs> yes, That's good. All right. Well, um, uh, I don't have a good segue I've after that. that. I've had that one in my back pocket for like three and a half years, and I finally got to use it. Yes. Oh my god. All right. Uh, we got a ton to get to tonight, so uh, let's get into some corrections. Stupid. You're so stupid! All right, uh, the first thing that we have here, actually, I can't even believe that I screwed this up, but I did. I am not perfect. Uh, I said that the the Necronomicon, the book itself, was in Nightmare on Elm Street, and it is not. I was referencing the... Don't give me that look. I was I was referencing the uh, Sam, Sam Raimi, Wes Craven uh, trades back and forth. Um, and uh, in... <laughs> I can't talk with you giving me that look. Stab you. No, don't. And your sternum. It's in Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, isn't the it? Necronomicon's in Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> what a fool in, you are. Uh-uh. In Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Johnny Depp's character is watching The Evil Dead on TV and falls asleep, which yeah. was kind of a jab at Sam Raimi. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he fell asleep during your movie. And it was kind of funny. But um, anyway, that's that's where that was. It wasn't the Necronomicon. It was uh, it was them on the TV. And then you you give a very detailed origin of the word fuck. On the show last week, and I am here well, to tell I, you, I it was it was a detailed origin of what I th- yes. thought. I'm here to tell I you, I had heard at one point in time, you are so wrong. Okay, 
It is unreal. Actually, you had said that the, the word fuck was in... Uh, uh, um, like medieval times. Yeah, yeah. It was what it stands for. Forni- forni- fornication under consent of the king yeah. or something like so that. So that was actually... If you go, I'm not going to even try to get into the whole lineage because it's a lot of stuff that I don't even understand. Uh-huh. Uh, if you go on Wikipedia, though, they have the whole thing broken down. Yeah. And that's um, what you had said about the fornicating under the king or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, is under the urban legend section oh, of it. Okay. So, that, well, started, so I w- that started somewhere in the 1960s, though, was the first time that's like recorded. So, I, so to say that I was so wrong is not accurate because, yes, because they can... that was something that I heard, which to me, who I haven't done my full research on well, it. fair, fair. It, it's not that I... I was wrong the but. first recorded like the first recorded what they think could be the origins of it though um there's there's uh the origin, it, there's an origin an, story is for it almost, an anglo-saxon word maybe there's like there's origins for this word throughout so many parts of history like so many cultures were using something that could have been that that morphed into it and i think one of the earliest ones was like the 1300s or something like that so it goes back a long way oh you mean the medieval times yes but not that though. <laughs> Shut up. So anyway, if you're interested in it, though, look it up though. There's, there's a lot to read about the word fuck. I never it's really just realized like, it. It's just like kiss, knights and Satan's service. You know that's what it is, right? Is it? No, it's not. It's just kiss. Oh. That's what the. Uh, just a kiss. That's what all the uh, like. Religious moms who didn't want their kids listening to kiss back in the, back in the eighties and stuff said that it was. It was I, I knights and Satan's service. I thought it stood for, kids and. Sexual situations. That's <laughs> I thought that's what it stood for. It's pretty good. It's not bad. We should start a band called Kiss, and we'll be like, no, ours means kids in sexual situations, so it's totally different. We'll have a period in between each one, so you know it's an acronym. Oh my god. <laughs> also, I think we might go to jail we for come, that. We we come out shirtless or whatever, and we're glistening. Like, what'd you guys use to glisten? Rapeseed oil. Oh. Yeah, but kids also has periods in between it, so kids stands for something different. Hold on, wait, stop everything. We have to stop talking about this. It took a weird turn. Your, your last so comment. So it doesn't took, mean kids. Your, what? It doesn't mean kids because kids is an acronym oh, too. Ki- ki- <laughs> I, I'm not quick enough to come up with an acronym for what kids means. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> You, I, th- I think the I think the rapeseed oil was taking it a little over the top. <laughs> it's delicious though. Did you know that? It's, it's so you know you know the the uh, origin of that too. Not the origin, but of rapeseed oil. Well, no. When you see grapeseed oil now in the supermarket, yeah, it's it's actual. It's actually just there's no such thing as grapeseed oil. They just changed the name for of rapeseed oil because people thought it was too. Yeah, because people yeah. were like, oh my god, the, the word in, rape um, is in that. It's, it's like it's, it's actually of, called rapeseed. You yeah, can't it's, say it's in that a lot that's of, offensive. Uh, if you look at the um, uh, ingredients to odd things, though, it's still called rapeseed in yeah. the, in the uh, ingredients. Right, but when it's, but it when is, it's just a bottle of rapeseed oil, they call it grapeseed oil yeah, so is, that it doesn't sound all what rapey. Is, what is a rapeseed, though? Hell if I know. Dude. I really don't know what it is. Jay's I've always gonna, heard of it, yeah. Jay's going to look it up for us. So anyway, uh, is that it for corrections? That's it. Okay, well, this week... <laughs> Let's let's uh, let's veer away from all this weird like <laughs> we might go to jail kind of stuff, and uh, this week so uh, St. Patty's Day is is uh, behind was, us yeah. behind us by about a week at this point once you're listening to this, and uh, so this is not a St. Patty's Day episode. It's just an Irish. We episode. just decided to celebrate, I, I, I the Irish mm-hmm. and Ireland, and because uh, I'm Irish, are you are you Irish? Fuck no, I didn't mean to say that so badly, but no. 
JD, you have any Irish? Get the hell out of here. JD, you have any Irish in you? Uh, maybe a small amount. I don't know. No. Mostly you Polish, want, French, you want Indian. A little, you want a little more? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little, just, just a, just a skosh. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Mike went out, <laughs> Mike went out and, <laughs> and asked his, uh, the local proprietor of the, uh, <laughs> of the, uh, wh- uh, where'd you buy this? The canteen? canteen? Yeah. Uh, if he had any Smithwicks. Uh, spell it for people that don't know what it is. Uh, do you have any Smithwicks? <laughs> It's lit. Come on, come on. Yes, it's it's spelled Smithwicks, but Mike, you host a podcast about beer. You should know that this is pronounced Smithix. Okay, before last week, you didn't even know what a sour was. So, I, I knew I didn't know how they brewed a sour. I've had a sour before. You son of a bitch. Uh, so from Smithix and Sons of Ireland, uh, Irish made. You know, this is a red ale. Uh, I think that's all. It's a red ale, sweet malt. And mild hops, a ruby red brew with a gentle hop, bitterness, and a sweet malt finish. 4.5%. The aroma is subtle hints of caramel, biscuits, and hops. Biscuits. Biscuits. Uh, <laughs> the the flavor is a sweet malt and biscuit, balancing a pleasant hop bitterness. Um, what? Yeah, this thing up at the top? Yeah, what's that? Uh, Smittix is a favorite in pubs. Smittix is a favorite. No, I can't do. It. I can't do it. Irish. Smittix is a favorite in pubs on both sides of the Atlantic and has been Irish-made since 1710. Wow. Ireland's most loved ale, a ruby red brew with a gentle hot bitterness, sweet malty notes, and a refreshingly balanced taste. Now, another reason that I chose Smithwick's is because <laughs> uh, in one of the movies we are watching tonight, Rawhead Rex, there is a kindly old Irish gentleman mm-hmm. who is drinking Smittix's in his trailer. Oh, okay. So that's why I went with the Smittix's as opposed to any other... You know, any other Irish, Irish brew. brew. So there you go. Nice. Now he was not drinking the red though. He was drinking the. You said it was like a Scotch ale. Smittix, or something like that. I think. I think Smittix has a really uh, popular Scotch ale, if I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken. Who I knows? feel like it would be weird for uh, the Irish to, to have a Scotch ale though. Something seems odd about that. Just putting that out there. Sounds like collusion to me. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's give this. Let's give this a try. Cheers. Cheers, boys. can really taste the biscuits you taste the biscuits yeah it's good it's um it's was, a little I was, bit i was joking i don't know what a biscuit it's, tastes it's like a, you've never had a biscuit not a proper <laughs> not not a, not the way that they biscuits over like i, I think they call crackers biscuits isn't that oh do i might hey. this, I, I might have like up to oh, this we're, we're only racist we're only, <laughs> we're only 15 minutes into this episode and i'm pretty sure i've said about 10 things wrong so far so <laughs> Prepare yourself for um, the, uh, the... Prepare yourselves! Spoonie! Sorry. Um, yeah, no, th- this is a little bit more bitter than your standard red. It's yeah. A, it's a little bit more bitter. Mm-hmm. A lot of reds have like a, a little bit of a sweet um, finish to them. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. It's, yeah, good, it's good. But it's a little more... I really taste the hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit more flat than your than your standard reds. Maybe that's more what an Irish red tastes like, though. It's hearty. So... It's hearty. Like a carrot. <laughs> like a carrot. That's what I yeah. think of when I when I want a nice hearty meal, I grab myself a carrot. <laughs> a hearty stew. Don't judge. Carrots and potatoes. <laughs> Don't judge. Oh yeah. Mr. So if you wanted a hard a hearty meal as a vegan, what would you eat? Maybe a make, hearty vegan a, meal. A hearty meal? Maybe make like a um, uh, shepherd's pie. Ooh, with what? Like like with uh, like tofu or I, I usually use like uh, lentils. 
but potatoes if the, and veggies. And if the shepherd ta- mashed potatoes on top. If the shepherd is vegan, can you eat him? Yes. Cannibalism is acceptable. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, a nice grass-fed shepherd. Free range, only free range, only free cage free, and conflict free. So anyway, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're drinking. Why don't we move on to the bleed feed? <laughs> That's a small joke there, James. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's the bleed feed. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's start this off hot. And when I by hot, I mean talking about who died. Maniac cop. Oh, okay. Because that's hot. That is hot. Um, okay, so the uh, the Nicholas Winding Ruffin produced Maniac Cop. Yeah. We talked about this a long time ago, and mm-hmm. then we haven't heard anything for months. Uh, well, the director, uh, John Himes, uh, he's come out and said that it is still happening. Uh, a while ago, there was reports out about how uh, the original writer, Larry Cohen, uh, was basically stopping them because they never secured the rights from him. And it slowed everything down, and we all thought that it was basically done, dead in the water. Uh, John Himes, though, is saying that it is not, and they are still valiantly working on it, and it is absolutely still happening, and that there are things that are uh, in the wheelhouse right now. So hopefully we'll get to see that soon. But very exciting, because I'm a big fan of Maniac Cop. So. I'm a big fan of Nicholas winning Refn, too, so I, I thought that he would, he would, like, his kind of, like, weird, surrealistic sort of throwback style that he's got I mm-hmm. thought would have served Maniac Cop really well. Now granted he's only producing it though so the, the uh, other director oh, yeah, could have right. a different but he's, style. I'm sure but, he'd have yeah. a lot of input though. Agreed. Um, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> quick. Off the top of your head. Uh, I'm not good at this. Best, One of the best zombie movies that you've seen ever. Um, like aside from the Fine. obvious ones? On. Like, like, um, like, like, like what's your personal best favorite zombie movie? Oh jeez. I really liked um I really like Train to Busan. Boom. Got it. First try. Oh nice. Train to Busan <laughs> is getting that was not uh that was not No, we didn't either. plan that. I just uh, I Train really like that. Train to Busan is getting adapted into VR. Which I think is oh, incredible. Man. If you've not seen Train to Busan, we did an episode on it on uh, our zombie episode. Yep. Go back and listen to it. Um, but it was it's it's easily one of our favorite zombie movies ever made, and so and that's not our own opinion. A lot of people actually think that um, the the it's such a crazy atmosphere in that movie. Getting that put into VR mm. and feeling as though you're running around that world yep. would be absolutely insane. Right. Um, and it's not so much a game, it's just an interactive perspective on what was going on in that. I don't know if it's just going to be like a portion of it. It's not going to be the whole movie, obviously, but right. like whatever it ends up being, I will drop like the grand on a PS4 <laughs> and a and, and a VR set just to do it because yeah, fuck that's amazing. Yeah, that'd be crazy because mm-hmm. they were it, the Train to Busan. As far as I, because I'm I'm not a huge fan of the fast moving running zombies. I've said that before. I kind of like the old style of the but theirs are the so shambling zombies. But I really liked the way they did it in that movie. Yeah, they're really really good. Uh, all right, moving on here. Uh, we talked about The Shining last week, and The Shining is in the news uh, again this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a super, super rare cut of The Shining is going up for auction. There was a guy that was, that was uh, I don't know if he was friends of Kubrick or if he worked on the movie. I, I should know that, but I don't. Um, he's putting up a bunch, uh, a couple of things from his collection and from the uh, stuff that uh, Kubrick gave to him. Mm-hmm. Such as the uh, that burgundy sweater that Jack Nicholson wears in the whole movie. That's yep. up for auction starting at twelve grand, I think it was. Whoa. However, also up for auction, excuse me, is 
uh, film reels of The Shining with never before before seen <laughs> footage in it. It's a very early cut, and in every other subsequent cut, I guess Kubrick destroyed all the the negative footage. Really, and so this is like hyper rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like a scene. I, I don't think that's a, it's important. I think it's just um, what's her name, the uh, actress. Uh, Shelly Duvall. It's Shelly Duvall carrying their son like down a hall and something happens. I don't think that's crazy important, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's like footage from one of the most legendary movies ever made. Right. Um, so that's going up. Um, opening bid, 3700 bucks. Really? That's it? That seems that'll, cheap. That'll, that'll go, go up. up. Quick, oh yeah. yeah, that'll go up. Um, now, I, I think uh, uh, I saw Alex from Beyond the Void say something about this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, he said a lot of people are saying if, uh, if if Kubrick wanted you to see it, it would have been in the movie. So I don't even want to see this. How do you feel about that? I mean, well, if it didn't have anything to do with the greater narrative of hiding the moon landing, then why would it be? In, I don't understand why it would be in the movie. So I mean, there was an That's agenda. Fair, fair there, point. There, there, there <laughs> no. was totally an agenda. No, but I mean, like, do you see? I'm 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 not in that. Camp. No, because like, if there's if there's extra footage out there, I want to see it. No, because, like, because I don't I don't I'm not a I'm not a purist to the extent where to where like like oh and like I like I said that Alex just said this. He wasn't saying that this was his opinion because I I think he said he wants to see it. Sure. I, I'm in that same camp. Like I don't. I don't feel like I need to. No, because this isn't the cut of the movie. This isn't this isn't the official release of the movie. So essentially, all you're doing is you're just watching a deleted scene, right? That you get but, on tons of other stuff. But people are such purists that they're saying, "Well, if Kubrick didn't put it in the movie, it wasn't meant for the public eye, so we don't want to see it." Those those, those people are stupid, right? Yeah. <laughs> those, those... <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to see it? Why? That's just a stupid way of living your life. I don't. <laughs> It's just dumb. Those people masturbate with rapeseed oil. Oh, that's what, that's what that's what they do. All right, move on, Mike. <laughs> um, okay, uh, some Rob Zombie news. Uh, previously uh, reported that uh, Three from Hell just started filming uh, within the last week or so. Uh, D. Wallace has Quick, joined. Wait, hold on. The re- I want you to do the rest of this news segment right here. Just this part about Rob Zombie, in the style of Rob Zombie's writing. <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so that fucking cunt D. Wallace joined fucking three from hell. Uh, what a what a fucking bitch! I can't even, I can't believe she's. <laughs> I got nothing. You, you still sound like Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, that fucking cunt D. Wallace. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's in it now. Uh, also joining the cast is a guy named Austin Stoker who was in the original Assault on Precinct 13. So uh, now D. Wallace though was also in Lords of Salem. So that's not that's not odd that she would be in another Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. But um, in typical Rob Zombie fashion, though, he grabbed uh, Austin Stoker, which I don't believe has been in any of his other stuff. Um, but, you know, grabbed a guy from the old, you know, uh, old cult movies and putting him in, in his new stuff. So, yeah, that's cool. That's- Grab that Austin Stoker and say, get over here, you motherfucker. I'm putting <laughs> suck- you in this movie. Suck this fucking, suck the dick of this scene, and, motherfucker. And that's your payment. <laughs> <laughs> Now get out of here. We could we, we could write Rob Zombie movies. You guys, you guys are so much better at this than I am. Oh my god. Um okay. Bring the fuck up with your news. <laughs> Whoa. Um so this is this is just really quick, I want to touch on it because I'm super excited about it. But we uh we got a trailer that dropped. I don't talk about trailers too often, but a trailer dropped for William Friedkin's Doctor Doc, documentary. Documentary, uh The Devil and Father of Morth. Have you heard of this? 
Uh, no. The whole premise of it is that uh, 30 or 40 years ago, however long it's been, you know, William Friedkin brought you The Exorcist. Yeah. Now he's bringing you the real thing. It's basically this 90-year-old exorcist for the Vatican invited Friedkin to follow him on basically an exorcism. And Friedkin, from my understanding, films a lot of it himself. And it's just him, like, being a fly on the wall, taping these things. And there's lots of interviews no, with I, I church have, people and stuff like that. But I actually have heard some details about this. I didn't know that that's... really good. I didn't know the, the title of it yeah, before. Yeah. So there's a trailer for it now? Yeah, yeah. It came out. It dropped today. It looks really good. I love documentaries, so... Yeah. I mean, but uh, it's just kind of cool. Docu- documentaries about exorcism are always... And it's William Friedkin. Fascinating and scary as hell. Fucking Friedkin. Fucking. Um, so that looks awesome. So look that up if you're interested in it. Um, so I don't know if it was last week or the week before, I had mentioned that Bruce Campbell uh, had said that if Ash vs. Evil Dead does get canceled, then they will... There's the possibility of... them was like, if, if they cancel the series, then we look at doing a fourth movie. Right. You know, and if they pick it up, then we continue on doing that. He seemed pretty good at that. Um... In a Q&A over the weekend, I believe across the pond somewhere in the UK, uh, somebody asked him the same question. And now he's changing his tune a little bit. Really? And now he's basically saying, uh, and I quote, if they cancel it, I think Ash is done. I have lavender on my property. I'm going to go smoke weed and hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That being said, though, but he's kind of changing his tune, though. It's like he's now saying that. If they cancel it, that's it. I wonder. Which, do you think that's a like a scare tactic to, to no, see? No, because who's he gonna scare there? It's just an audience, you know. Then he. Could well, be, I mean, but it's obviously talking, that though. that quote has made its way back here. So true. What if what if people hear that and they're like, oh, well, we can't let Ash that's die true. for good. That's true. I mean, maybe. I think. I, I think that it, they would be doing a disservice to their to what they created, though they didn't cap off and give it a proper ending. Because this, I don't, from my understanding, the. Ash vs. Evil Dead was supposed to go for at least five seasons, you know. So, if they never, if they didn't do the ending that they wanted to do, I think they owe it to themselves to do the movie and finish it, put a period on it, then be done with it. Right. You know, don't go out with somebody telling you you're done. You finish it. That's that's how I look at it. And that's not just the the Uber fan. That's just like a lot of series should do that. Yeah. Um. But I like I said maybe maybe that's just. Maybe he's just saying that to try and scare them into signing it on for a... I don't, I don't know if that would be a good tactic or not, but I, I imagine already having the show going, it's probably much easier to plan a fourth season than it would be to try and start fresh with trying to plan a, a film. Well, the film would just pick up where the series left off, though. It'd basically be a feature version of the of the show. But would they have that? They wouldn't... Would they have the same, like... Uh, production and oh, yeah. crew well, they, and stuff oh, yeah. like well, that. It's Sam Raimi's production company. So, oh, yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, I believe Ghost House is, is running it. Oh, maybe, right. I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that they have the rights to everything. So. Right on. Um, let's see here. Uh, moving on. Uh, if you're a big Friday the 13th fan, this is fun for you. Um, the weekend of July 13th, uh, there is a convention called Mad Monster Party in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Kane Hodder will be there. And as we know, Kane Hodder's been doing a lot of appearances where he's dressing up in full uh, costume for Jason. This one, though, is a little bit different. So if you're in the Phoenix area, uh, July 13th, you should go because Kane Hodder will be dressing up as not one, but two different Jasons. One... From the classic NES game, ah. the blue and purple <laughs> blue. looking oh, Jason cool. in real life. That's awesome. And then also, he will be working with Tom Savini to bring the Hell Jason to life from the Friday the 13th video game. Really? In full-on real makeup. Oh, like the, like the black flaming? Yep. with the chain around his yeah. neck and the flaming eyes and all that. Yeah. Cool. Super, super cool. 
Um, I, I so hope. he won't even be he won't even be dressing up as any of his like not, classic not roles. Not says no. Wow. So he'll probably, he'll probably be there for two days, one day for one, one day for the other. Is my guess. That's cool. Uh, no word on how much this is going to cost yet, but if it's <clears throat> if it's any other conventions are uh, indications, it's going to be pretty pricey. Yeah. Because uh, I think one of the last ones was like three hundred bucks or something like that for three hundred. Yeah, it was. Wait, a, it, wasn't that the one though where it was like that was Jason and Freddy? Sure, I think it was. A, or no, it was no, it was all the different Jasons. Yeah, it was like it was all five different, different Jasons. Yeah. All, yeah. Even still, though, I can see it being hundred dollars plus for sure. a photo op. So. Well, yeah, I mean, if the, what was Jen talking about, roommate Jen was talking about uh, the dude from Arrow. Oh, yeah, he's going to be at the, one of the con, uh, Motor City. The Comic Motor Con. City, con $80 to take a picture with that clown? Yep. Get out of my face. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like. No, Jen, roommate Jen's always like, get in my face. Get in my face. <laughs> no, like, it, $80, it, it, I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not really that. To, I. I don't go spend a bunch of money to take a photo you, with somebody though. Do you know how? That's many... why I only got pictures with Sid Haig at Motor City Nightmares because he did it for free. Exactly. <laughs> do you know how many blows I could get for eighty dollars in the corner of Eight Mile? <laughs> <laughs> how many exactly? Six. Six. <laughs> wow. I mean. I don't really know that. Um, <laughs> it's a good, re good, re good return on your investment there. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, a couple weeks ago we did an episode on The Void. Uh, Jansy Pants was here mm -hmm. talking about The Void. Yeah. And uh, the director is Steven Kotansky. Uh, he will be returning. It is announced he is doing a new Leprechaun movie. And it is a direct sequel to Leprechaun Origins. No. Wait, no, it's not. No. It's, they're, they're doing... Uh, <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel is producing this, so it's going to be a, a Sci-Fi Network exclusive. But uh, they are doing the standard trend of picking up after the first movie. So huh. this Leprechaun movie called Leprechaun Returns mm -hmm. uh, will be a direct continuation from the original Leprechaun. Um, so we watched we watched the teaser for it. I mean, it, it looked, looks uh, good. There's a new, it's not new, Warwick Davis. Yeah, there's a new actor playing uh, the Leprechaun. His name is but he seems good. Uh, Lyndon Porco. Yeah, it's it's gonna take me a minute to get used to his voice because obviously that's gonna be the one thing that you're is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Same thing with the new Hellraiser. You have to kind of get used to the new cadence of his voice. Or right. Whatever. But um, he did good though. I yeah, thought, it, I thought he looked good. Yeah, he looked good. He kind of you said he 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 looked. The, the makeup looked a little more like a like an old like haggard witch rather than leprechaun, but I think it, I think it, it'll still it. if they bring back the the kind of well you know if if I'm thinking it like if you think about the original leprechaun it really wasn't that funny like no, they but went he into the, was yeah like, he was a humorous character but it was still a horror movie yeah um one of the things I'm excited about though is that this movie is being written by a woman named Suzanne Kylie mm -hmm. she's a, one of the main writers on Ash versus Evil Dead oh cool which has a lot of humor in it has a lot of bloody gory stuff right. so I think it's in the right hands you know? so it'll be a sequel to the original but it'll kind of but have, it's in the original. It'll have the spirit of the sequels. Yeah, sort of, it's with in the, the original franchise yeah. within within the confines of the original franchise. Right. Which I don't think any of the Leprechaun movies really have anything to do with each other anyway. So you could it could be a sequel to any of them probably. Just a Leprechaun who wants some gold. Ah. I, want, I want the gold. You have to be gold. I think it's a crackhead that probably climbed up, the, got a hold of the wrong stone, <laughs> climbed up a tree, and said, "Become a Leprechaun." Who got who got who got hold to the wrong stuff? <laughs> And it told him to get up in a tree and act like a leprechaun. This is a traditional leprechaun flute. <laughs> I, I love that video so much. It's good. It's good. Uh, all right. Last week, I gave a whole bunch of shit to this whole new Grudge remake. Yeah. This week, I eat my dick. Because... <laughs> because John Cho has been cast. He is now joining the cast. Uh, which, John Cho was in the most recent season of... Um, 
The Exorcist TV series. Mm-hmm. You know who John Cho is, right? He's uh, is that the dude from Harold and Kumar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Harold. Harold. He's Harold. Yeah, he's Harold. Um, <laughs> shut up! Shut up! <laughs> shut it! So not only is John Cho in it, but announced today. Lin Shay has also joined the cast of the new Grudge movie. Well, no, no big surprise so, there. Lin Shay's in everything. I know, and it's being directed by a guy named Nicholas uh, Pesce. P e s c e. Peace. Would it be peace? P e s c e. Yeah, peace. You think? Uh, Pesci. Pesci. I don't know. <laughs> Joe Pesci. It's being directed uh, by Joe Pesci. Uh, Nicholas Pesci, we'll call him, uh, who was the director of The Eyes of My Mother. I have not seen that, but I've heard very, very good things about it. Mm-hmm. So, put all these things together. I'm, I'm back on board. I don't have a grudge anymore. <laughs> Use the name of the film and the joke. <laughs> he, All right. he didn't realize it. So, <laughs> so now, uh, now we're gonna get the load on on some uh, Blu-ray. So take it away, Jew. Jew. <laughs> All right, it's time for blues with Jew. Everybody's favorite segment. Oh, I suck at this. All right, so <clears throat> I don't know if you know this or not, but there is a Lake Placid sequel in the works. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the fourth one? Lake Flaccid, you said? <laughs> no, this is the... Th- Porn this parody, the, Lake this Placid. The, this is the whole, <laughs> just the worst. <laughs> just the most depressing just, porn. Just chewed up bubblegum dick. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right, so... Yeah, this yeah, is four uh, or five, though, I think. I think. I, I don't yeah. know exactly, but... um. While you're waiting for that, uh, the German company Bernenblatt will be releasing Lake Placid, the original, on MediaBook Blu-ray. Cool. March 21st, 2018. Uh, it's coming with three different covers, all with very limited releases. So there's, uh, for cover A, there's 444 pieces, for cover B, 333, and for cover C, 222. Now, did you say this was a UK company? Uh, Germany. Germany. Okay, so that'll be an import then if you want to get it here in the states. Right. Um, That's still cool though for for the uh, blue collectors out there. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the original Lake then... is one of my favorite Killer Croc movies because it's so over the top and Betty White is just a scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and inc- included in this release will also be 2012's Croczilla. Ooh. AKA Million Dollar Crocodile. So. I didn't know that it was AKA Million Dollar Crocodile. You've seen Croczilla, right? Yeah, it's, my guess is it was probably just in a different region it was called that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Turbine Media Group has announced that John Landis's long out of print first feature film, the cult comedy Schlock, will be coming out on Blu ray April, April 27th, 2018. I don't mean to lose my genre cred, but I'm not sure I've ever heard of this one. Well, it's because it's his. It's, his, uh, it's long lost. It's long lost. It's, it's long out of print. Like, you. Apparently can't find it anywhere. This is a, I it, once I tell you what this is about, and also if you saw screen caps from this, I think you would know what it was about. It's like a, it's like a comedic take on, uh, like, uh, King Kong. Oh, okay. Um, a love stronger and stranger than King Kong and Fay Ray, the long slumbering banana monster Schlock, wakes up after twenty million years and escapes from his cave, befriending a blind girl who thinks he's a dog, and causes <laughs> mass panic in the small town with a shocking bloody massacre setting the scene. Schlock tries to escape, but the military is fast approaching. I'm into it. Yeah. Did you say King Dong? Is that what this was? <laughs> oh, just keep coming with the porn Lake parodies. Lake Placid, Return of the Giant Croc. <laughs> um, uh, Return of the Giant Crotch, man. Hey, there you go. Uh, oh, to uh, to correct something that uh, you asked about earlier, this will be region-free. Oh, cool. So, Very cool. Uh, next up, Scorpion releasing has already put out the 1976 horror movie Grizzly on Blu-ray in the past. Oh, Grizzly. 
Um, but a new Blu-ray in 4K restoration is on the way. This remastered edition will exclusively uh, will be sold exclusively through the online shop Ronin, uh, and it is about a grizzly, a 15-foot-tall grizzly bear, figures out that humans make for a tasty treat. That sounds not very far-fetched at all. Mm -hmm. As a park ranger tries rallying his men to bring about the bear's capture or destruction, his efforts are thwarted by the introduction of dozens of drunken hunters into the area. <laughs> Which, can we do? Can we do an episode about just killer, killer? Uh, Bears and just call the episode "Too Much to Bear." Ah, yes. which title was that one, James? What? Which t movie title was that? Oh, uh, it's called Grizzly. Grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll uh, pick one. Yeah. You, uh, we can. We can jump, do jump back in. Yeah. With, you got one? Uh, you know, the Grizzlies, bear on bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last but certainly not least, Umbrella Entertainment has announced that they will be releasing the entire Reanimator trilogy on Blu-ray this coming June sixth. Oh, cool. Um, the original Reanimator will be getting a two-disc collector's edition, uh, and for the sequels, Bride of Reanimator and Beyond, Reanim Beyond Reanimator, they'll be released together as part of a two-disc collector's edition Blu-ray. Now, this, if, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time Beyond Reanimator has been on Blu-ray. That is correct. I believe, yeah. yeah. Now, Arrow Video did just put out their... Uh, Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator sets, which are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I wonder how these will stack up against those. Uh, but if you want, you know, Beyond Reanimator on uh, on blue, then this will be this will be the set for you. But, for sure. Uh, I, I think I missed the title. Did you say Remasturbator? <laughs> <laughs> there, well, there actually there is there is Repenetrator. Yeah, there actually yeah, no, that one already exists. Well, well there you go. <laughs> I actually like Remasturbator better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we are uh, again. We also did a reanimator episode not too long ago, so check that out. Yeah, do it, and then get tell us on iTunes with a one star rating what you thought. <laughs> uh, all right, is that it for the? Uh, yeah, that's it for blues right. with Jew. Thanks, Jew. Um, so the last, the last bit, the last bit of news I have here. I love is, the point. Like you have to do the point every time you do it. Uh, Shout Factory, which I'm shocked you didn't say Shout Factory once in your Blu-rays. Usually, well, Scream Factory is usually all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, same, same, co today. same company, yeah. So, Shout Get Factory, though, uh, the parent company of Scream Factory. Well, I could have told you that Scream Factory is the house that drip blood Blu-ray is fully detailed now. I could have told you that, but I decided not to. No. So, thanks, thanks for the info. Yeah. Anyway, what about Shout Factory? <laughs> so, Shout Factory just inked a deal in conjunction with Ace Films. Mm -hmm. uh, they have acquired the entire Roger Corman New Horizons genre library. It's 270 plus films wow. and TV shows, or at least around that number. Crazy. Now, I don't know if, if people listening are big Corman fans. His his schlock knows no bounds. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I love some of the classic Cor Corman movies. I really do. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's, they're they're not only they're planning re-releases and and probably collector's editions of these films, but they're actually they're getting into the business of making films. I think they have one film out already, um, and I saw it and I can't remember what it's called. So that'll probably be a correction. What do you who what uh, uh, Shelf, uh, Scream Factory? They actually made an original. Oh. Uh, and they have another one either coming out or one that just came out. I forget the names of them. Forgive me. But um, they, uh, they're they planning on uh, either re-releasing them or actually making uh, remakes out of some of these movies. Oh. And so a couple, some of the titles that they got, um, 
I'm reading from the release here. Uh, Rock and Roll High School, Piranha, Galaxy of Terror, Black Scorpion, Humanoids from the Deep, Slumber Party Massacre, Forbidden World, like classic Corman sci-fi horror, just just cheese ball goodness. I don't know. I <laughs> I, I absolutely. I hope. Even though I know they didn't, I hope they got the original Fantastic Four movie that Corman produced. Oh, jeez. <laughs> which has been locked away in the vaults forever and will never probably ever, ever get a release. Because it's such a pile of garbage. I love it, though. It's the best It's the <laughs> best version of the thing you will ever see on film. And I, 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 I'm saying that like legitimately. Not, not that it's amazing, but, <laughs> but compared to what they had to work with at that time, yeah. compared to what they had to work with now and what they put on screen now... Yeah, the, that one's better. Like, it really is. It's just a... It's a giant foam suit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Like, it, <laughs> the new one just kind of sucks. I love uh, Michael uh, Michael Chiklis, but come on. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it. I'm looking forward to that, because that's a ton of releases coming up, and uh, I love Corman and Shout Factory and Jay. Boom! That was the news! <laughs> Ooh, that one was loud was in the left poppy. ear. It was poppy. Nice. Uh, well, all right. Not a feeling behind that one. All right, so uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back here, uh, we're talking all things Irish and Irish. Irish, Irish. <laughs> Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, that's what Mike would normally say coming in there. All right, what are we? What are we? What are we on? All right, lads. What are we All right, on, lads. Then? All right, laddie. What are, what are we on? So the news today. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But when we were off air just now, Jay in the middle of the song is tofu, tofu. <laughs> it was great. Loved it. All, All right, right, so All we're right. Uh, we're gonna start off. Ta- take us back to the days when you were just a lad of one year. I, I can't do Irish. Don't even expect it. To, um, to a to a better time in in cinema. Is it though? <laughs> to, is, absolutely. Is, is it? <laughs> You're damn right. It is. You fuck. Uh, okay, so we're uh, we're gonna take you to the Irish countryside uh, in 1986. Ah, uh, the Donny Brook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's an Irish thing to say. The Donny Brook. It just sounds know. like something Irish oh, to say. Oh, the Donny Brook. Oh, Donny boy. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. <laughs> oh, the pipes. Wrong? It's from a song. Oh. oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Sounds like Danny boy's a stoner. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Crackhead. The pipes are calling Danny. All right. So, uh, the, uh, <laughs> so Rawhead Rex from 1986. Yes. It's, uh, Ireland will never be the same after Rawhead Rex, a particularly nasty demon. Ooh, Rawhead! You a, you a nasty demon. <laughs> is released from his underground prison by an unwitting farmer. Uh, the film follows Rex's cross-country rampage while a man struggles to stop it. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> so basically, you start this film already knowing, like, don't do that. <laughs> it's just, just don't. don't just, just don't do that. Because you see, like, to me, if first of all, this farmer has had to have had this field for quite some time. Yeah. 
and he's just now trying to dig this damn thing what up. I love it's a, is, it's it a giant like a, stone. I actually thought it might have been a like, and I'm not saying this just for just for a laugh, but it literally I thought might have been in the shape of like a giant like stone dick, giant cock, just, like sticking up out of the ground <laughs> because the top's got like this bevel on it. That's like, why Rawhead Rex is so pissed because they knocked his cock off. But it's funny they're they're trying to they're trying to pull this thing out of the ground with a. Uh, with a tractor trailer that has a gas tractor trailer, or, 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 tractor. A tractor that has a gas tank that is just like a fifty-gallon bucket <laughs> on the back of it, which seems terribly unsafe to me. But they're trying to pull this thing out of the ground, and they they can't budge it. And so after his friends leave, he goes back and just shoves a uh, pick in the ground and thinks that he can just wedge it. Like you just tried to get this thing out of the ground with a tractor, and you couldn't move it. You think your man muscles are gonna are gonna move this thing? <laughs> uh, he was drunk. I don't know. That's the only explanation. Ooh, speaking of, I wish I had another beer. Nah. <laughs> you wanna... Would you like a Smithwicks? I would love a Smithwicks. <laughs> Smedics! Um, so, but my, my, my point is, like, the, the guy's probably had this field for some time. Oh, yeah. If you haven't already tried to take this giant monolith out of the ground, why would you try now? See, this is why we shouldn't be trying to get to the uh, the, the bodies, if you will, of the heads on Easter Island, because that island is pretty mystical to begin with. Yeah, you know they're gonna, you know, they, supposedly they've dug one up and there actually is like a um, like a body. A body. Um, I've heard conflicting reports of whether that's actually true or not. Uh, I could have sworn that I've seen actual pictures though, so that's whatever. Anything could be. I'm just saying Mike. though, that's what this is, man. And, the East, and, if, and if one there's, raw there's head, an evil Easter bunny under every single one of those exactly, stone heads on Easter Island. Exactly. And if and if if one raw head rat, one raw Rex. head Rex, Rex could tear apart, what the hell's wrong with me? Tear apart the Irish countryside. What do you think like a hundred giant Easter bunnies are gonna do? So many eggs. Night of the Lepus. <laughs> that, that's, that's in, it. In that's real it. life, we're all fucked. Uh, so. Vito, Vito, speaking of Night of the Lepus, uh, Vito wanted me to correct myself, and I didn't during the corrections. All right. He's like, you kept saying that Night of the Lepus had digital effects, but they were just visual effects. And my rebuttal to him was, I was saying that they had shitty effects, so it doesn't matter what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, basically, he finally manages to knock this stone down. Yeah. Uh, which releases Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex's first appearance is pretty awesome. He reminds me of King Kong. <clears throat> like, where he, like, he's got the... He bursts oh, out yeah. of the soil and like he's throwing dirt everywhere and, and the, the lightning is striking behind him. Actually, that, that, exact, uh, that exact shot is like if you go on IMDb and look at the, uh, like the screen cap that they have there for yeah, the cover. Yeah. Is that that shot? It's that shot. It's like him when he comes bursting out of the soil oh yeah yeah i think that's a really cool you know, yeah it is cool it's funny this this movie kind of like like plays a trick on you because when he first comes out of the soil like he's all menacing and, and he's all he's all <laughs> badass looking like king kong or something like uh -huh. that he's all sweet and then the next time you see him goes oh god he looks like goro <laughs> from mortal Kombat, <laughs> he looks terrible <laughs> i mean and he does i think that's one of the reasons why people like this movie uh, as much as they do what? is because it's so bad like <laughs> like and 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 I, I'm having a hard time refraining from just saying that I hated this movie, even though I don't think I did, um, because it is one of those movies where you watch it because it's funny. Like it's well, not. Also, also it's, you don't have. I mean, this came out when we were one, and and so we weren't around back then to watch it. Yeah. We've only just seen it now that we're in our thirties, and probably a lot of the people who really, really love this movie have been watching it for years and years. Sure. So it's like. Like I could, uh, although I think that uh, 
young people now who see like the original um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth and say that it's boring or stupid. Yeah, I think that those kids are dumbasses. They're they're also boring and stupid. Right, they're also boring and stupid. But but the reason we love the original Friday the Thirteenth so much is because we've been watching it for years. Yeah, I, I actually disagree with that a little bit. The first Friday is not my favorite. I'm just, just I'm putting I'm, that out I'm there. Just, <laughs> I'm using that as an example. <laughs> you still love it, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's bad by any means, but I don't think that it's the best of the series. By do by you stretch. love it? Do I That's love it? Oh, love's a strong word. Oh my James. god, love's a very strong word. Like, Co- do I love my mother? Yes. Commit to something do, for once in I your life. I have commitment issues. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> my point is that uh, people. I, I I think a lot of people love this movie so much, partly because of nostalgia. I agree. I agree. But it's also it's also just kind of a fun. Fun romp through the Irish countryside with yeah. a ridiculous it's, giant latex monster. And that's exactly what it is. If you go into this movie <laughs> expecting something different, which quite frankly, I did. I have not seen this. This is the first time I had seen this movie. And uh, they recently just re-released it on um, Blu-ray. It was yeah. a new 4K transfer and all that happy horse shit. <laughs> and, um, and a lot of my friends who are into, you know, within that the horror genre circles or whatever, they all flocked to it. They all bought it online, on Twitter. People were talking about it when they bought it. And so I expected like a, like a like a like an early early to mid eighties like monster gore fest and like I, I expected that kind of a movie. And it's not really what it is, but I think people love it. Like you said though, it's schlocky. I, I think yeah. I think that's that's what people love about it. And it took my second viewing to watch it because I watched it again after we watched it. Right. Um, and uh, I, I I get it more the second viewing. I'm still not gonna say that I loved it, but I, I I understood it more the second viewing as to why people like it. To be to be completely fair and completely honest, with full disclosure, <clears throat> the night that we watched it on my birthday, we probably should have just turned it off. Yeah. And gone to bed. Well, it was also after a night of drinking. And... Gone to bed. <laughs> gone to bed together, of course. Oh, of course. And then woke up and watched it again because we were like. I can I can admit while, I was while spooning in the I, morning. I can admit like I was <clears throat> eating. Although I was <laughs> shut up. <laughs> although I was like, you know how like you'll watch a movie sometimes and your eyes are open, but you're so you're so mentally out of it that yep. it's almost like nothing on screen is uh, is like you're not maintaining yeah. any of the, or you're not uh, you're not actually. Um, processing anything yeah, that yeah, you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, and that you're, kinda, just, that you're, you're watching to me. it, but you're not absorbing it. Right, yeah. that kind of happened to me. So I I also had to go back and watch some of it. Um, Not not as much. You rewatched the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, I rewatched I, the entire thing. Yeah, so... I didn't need to, but I wanted to. Right, so we probably should have, that night, probably should have just turned it off and then tried again the next day, but, uh, but we didn't. Because we were drinking and having fun. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, I, anyway, I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, like I said, I... Uh, I, I I understand why people like this movie, and it's not like it doesn't have redeemable parts, even even ironically redeemable. Because for as ridiculous as Rawhead Rex looks, and as ridiculous, like like put it this way, his face, like his head, is just one giant like like latex mask basically, <laughs> and you can see the actor's mouth moving inside the mouth of Rawhead Rex. <laughs> Like a lot, and I think they knew it because they put like makeup on him. I think almost to give the illusion that he has two mouths. But I, but my guess is that they did that because they had to cover up his mouth on the inside. <laughs> um, I read online they only had four weeks to make his entire costume. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a pretty rushed production. That being um, said, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Like, sure, because it's a, it's a, sure. it's a big, it's, it's a, it's a big costume, and it's pretty intricate. Like it. 
I have seen still shots of this costume, especially this shot right here. Yeah. Like this kind of profile of his bloody face. I've seen this this shot for years, and I've always thought, man, that's a cool looking yeah. monster. Um, I think I was. I, I think that what disappointed me the most is I was I was ready for like a Clive. Clive Barker, written written by Clive Barker, and yeah, I don't we, think we got into that. You know, Clive Barker, master of horror. <clears throat> I think I expected based on that merit alone to be going into like the Lord of Illusions is one of my favorite like um, I don't want to say independent horror movies, but mm-hmm. you know, more low, lower budget, kind of sure. not mainstream. Um, yeah, I, I Lord, Lord of Illusions is one of my favorite movies. Uh, of of like that type of flick, yeah. Um, not only because it's just a good movie, but like the effects in it are great and they're yeah. gritty and they're, and so that's what I expect when I go into Clive Barker movies, yeah. know, Hellraiser, and yeah, like, I, and, I just, and to and to be to be clear, this was directed by George Pavlov. This was yes. not. It was only written. Written the screenplay was written by uh, Clive Barker, and mm-hmm. it was also based off of one of his novellas. Yes. Um. But I, I don't know. I guess I just went into it thinking, oh man, we're in for like a this amazing, like just splatter fest, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like That's really amazing yeah. on screen kills, but uh, most of the most kills, of the most of the kills happen either off screen or behind a back or something. Yeah, like, like they kind of cover up the uh, like they cover up the violence by yeah. like pu- like placing. Uh, Rawhead Rex in front of the victim or something, and you like only that. really see the aftermath, which usually just ends up being like like deep cuts on a body or or, or a something, head or like something that. like that. Yeah. Sure, and yeah, the 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 gore is is real real low for this type of movie. I kind of expected more. Yeah, the couple times where they do show him biting into like a neck or something, it's really bad because <laughs> the mouth is not like it doesn't animatronic really, like, or, anything. or anything. Like that, so yeah. he basically just nuzzles up to a neck and then all of a sudden like blood starts squirting out of his mouth. <laughs> like there's one scene at the very end where he's biting into um I think yeah, I think it's the neck or the shoulder of a guy and he just like puts his <clears> mouth <throat> on the shoulder and then blood starts squirting from a place that isn't I've it's not coming from the shoulder or from raw head it's coming from like a weird angle just a random <laughs> tube somewhere just like spraying blood it's it's cute like, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it but there's a lot of moments like that though where I like I said I get why people like it because it's just schlocky and 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 good no it turns out that rawhead is uh he's a demon an ancient yes. demon and uh pagan pagan demon a pagan demon and uh there's a an American named Howard Hollenbeck mm-hmm. who's uh, traveling abroad with his family, uh, gathering information. Is is he writing a book? Is that? Yeah, he's he's writing a book about um, about basically like sites that have longer histories, like religious histories, than what's there now. Basically, right. like Catholic churches were a lot of Catholic churches were built on pagan sites right. to essentially wipe out the. The pagan belief system, and that's so like we take over. We take take over their land or their holidays. Uh, like little known fact, Christmas, Christmas is a pagan holiday. Just putting that out there. <laughs> just the more just, you know. Just want to slide that in there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um, no, but they did that a lot back in the day, though. Just pretty much kind of take over what the original belief structure was. Right. Like they 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 did that a lot. And so the idea for this is basically that this church was built on a holy site, holy pagan site, mm-hmm. and Rawhead was like buried there or lived there. Maybe he had like a dwelling cave, you know, a dwelling just, of just, some just kind. Watched, you know, Skinamax every night. <laughs> like when, like, He's got a real raw head after yeah, all like, those yeah, nights of they're, Skinamax. They're not, they're not referring to his shaved head. That's the the raw head is actually a completely different thing here. Um, just viciously. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so he is a he is awaken awoken awaken. He's woke. He's, he's woke wo- as fuck. He's woke as fuck after this, and uh, and basically George or Howard Hallenbeck spends the rest of the tri- time trying to figure out what the What's hell he can on. do. Yeah. He's got some other uh, some other motives for wanting to do this mm-hmm. uh, that involve his family, mm-hmm. which you know I won't spoil it. It's it's only thirty two years old, so <laughs> people might want to see it still. <laughs> um, and then you have. Uh, Kind of some of the other the other players you have Declan O'Brien who mm-hmm. is uh, like a deacon at the church I'm, uh, I'm guessing I'm a, or something I'm, like yeah, that yeah that's kind of what I took it as they don't really define his <clears throat> role too much at least in my watching I didn't pick it up right he's um, he uh, he's the one at the beginning of our show in the clip who has the maniacal laugh saying yeah. that uh, that Rawhead Rex is a god his his performance is both the greatest <laughs> and the worst like I'm not it sure really which was. one is more overpowering because I'm gonna go with great this is great yeah. <laughs> He is God. He is... <laughs> He's great. Uh, and then Re- Reverend Coot. Uh, <laughs> I just like that name, Reverend, Reverend Coot. Coot. Uh, so, so you, those are those are kind of the big players in the movie. Yeah, all kind of banding how do, together. How do you say to... Reverend Coot's uh, actor's name? Uh, is it <laughs> now in the movie? So it's spelled N I A L. I think it's Neil and. Jen, Jen, roommate Jen was watching this with us, and she's a One Direction fan, or I don't know if she's a One Direction fan or just the a fan of the dude from One Direction. I think she's a fan of dudes that sing in in groups. That's right. What I think. <laughs> yeah, you. She's a she's a groupie. That's what she is. And <laughs> slut. <laughs> what a slut. And she. Uh, Love you, Jen. His 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 name from One Direction is spelled the same, but I think he pronounces it Nile. Is that okay. right? Yeah, I mean, it's a real nihilist way of looking at it, but sure, maybe. <laughs> but so so the actor's name that played Reverend Coot, it's spelled that same way, but in the movie, they refer to somebody as Neil. Yeah. Which I, I'm think, I think that it is Neil, personally. I think that's probably where the and name... The asshole from One Direction is just trying to be like... Probably. Yeah. That's what I think. Just trying to be unique and a like, total asshole. Like, it's, like, it's like if I was if I was in One Direction, my name would be Mitchell. 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 Not Mitchell, Michelle. Michelle. That's, that's, that's how you say it. That's what most people call you behind your back anyway, Michelle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh yeah, so um it turns out there's a you know, there's a there's a weapon that can defeat Rawhead Rex. Mm-hmm. We do need to talk about the baptism scene because that's an interesting scene. Yes, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> We'll get there. Promise. Okay. What do you have something else that you would like <laughs> well, to talk about I mean, before I mean, we get to that I wanna, scene? I don't want to give. I don't like. Listen, I don't want to give away the whole plot or anything. But basically, yeah, Rawhead Rex comes back from from his slumber or wherever he's been for the last like millennia, and he just goes on a rampage basically. Uh, and uh, Ronan, um, or, I'm sorry, Declan O'Brien, he basically becomes his like disciple. And yeah, he at one point does his bidding. At one point, he places his hand upon the altar in the church. And uh, and it's just like like his brain that, his brain is nuked by yeah. There's just I I don't know why they decided to put this in the picture in the stained glass, but there is a stained glass picture of <laughs> Rawhead Rex buried well, under the ground. I, I actually made a note of that. I thought it was <clears throat> funny. Like yeah, so there's this there's this this old stained glass window that has this depiction of Rawhead Rex and somebody defeating him or whatever. And it, and it kills me because like you're in a Catholic church that is trying to basically cover up the old religion. Why would you put a pagan demon right in your stained glass window? It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. <laughs> um, but they I did suppose it. you could think that it was just the devil, but clearly, 
clearly they figured that out pretty quickly. Someone that doesn't know anything about it I figured mean, his, it out in his, like five minutes. His so. skin was red in the in the stained glass, so you yeah. could make the argument that it was Satan. Wait, who are you talking about though that figured it out? Uh, the the guy writing the book, uh, Howard. Oh yeah, Howard okay, right, He basically okay, yep. figured it out pretty much right away. Like when he put two and two together, right? It didn't take didn't take much for for that to. You know, come to be right. So, um, uh, so Declan basically loses his mind after that point and kind of becomes the disciple of Rawhead. He's Rex. super excited. Rawhead's back. Yeah, like, it's like, like it was almost like he was like a pagan priest that knew that the second coming was coming. No, I think it was when he placed his hand on the altar, it like fried his brain. Well, what, that's kind of what I got from it. <laughs> We're jumping around the crazy, but what kills well, me I, about the altar? What kills me? Mm-hmm. Nobody building the church realized that, that was like a pagan Ark of the Covenant. No one, no one realized that. At the very end, they uh, walk up to the altar and they pull the altar cloth off of it, and it's this carved box. And he opens it, and this red light appears out of the box, and he pulls out a stone statue. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the pagan Ark of the Covenant. <clears throat> yeah, that's just a Christian, like uh, nice Christian altar. No, well, one, no, 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 no one knew that. No, hold on. <laughs> Obviously, the people who built the church knew of Rawhead Rex, so they knew that there might be okay, some so point th- in time where he would need to be defeated. So they hid the weapon uh... that could defeat him in I didn't take it like the that. altar. You I didn't take jackass. it like that, but you're probably right. yeah, because Rawhead's staring at it. In yeah. the, uh, th- you know, okay. All right, all right. Come on. But did they never touch the altar he's, before? He's, or does he's it this. only come back to life when he, because he's back? Is that what it is? Wait, what? Like, whenever they touch the altar, their hands get burned, and mm-hmm. it's like this, this red, like, like 80s disco thing happens. <laughs> and, and like, so that that only happened because Rawhead was back from the dead? Uh, that's kind of what I... Or did they just never touch this altar before? Well, obviously, somebody... No, I think, I, I, I took from it, like, as soon as the giant brick dick had fallen over... <laughs> That's what brought Rawhead back to life. Oh, okay. And then okay. once Declan touched the altar after Rawhead was back from the dead or from his slumber or whatever, then okay. it was activated. It's making a lot more sense now. Yeah. Okay. That actually that actually makes a lot more sense. Get like, your I mean, shit I mean, together. As much sense as it can make. <laughs> um, one of the things that I didn't like about this movie is that they uh, they introduced a lot of characters that had nothing to do with the story as like basically just bait to kill for Rawhead. Like they they went to the. How uh, is that any different than any other slasher movie? Because at least they build the story around those characters. Usually, like like you know who they are. You you kind of you feel for them a little bit maybe when they die. Well, these the people I... though, they just went to a random like trailer park and like Raw had just started picking off people in a trailer park. But they give a little bit of backstory for the characters, but they don't matter. So it's kind of a weird like. I don't know. They they could have maybe formed that a little bit better. I think in the story because you have the. Uh, you have the kid who's being babysat by like his sister, and his sister's boyfriend is trying to basically like have sex with her in front of the brother, which is really weird. Um, is it though? And then they disappear into the woods. Like these 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 people have no bearing on the story. They disappear in the woods. He gets all like weird, and then I, I nicknamed him in my notes. I nicknamed him uh, Rapey O'Grady because <laughs> because he, he's getting real heavy in the woods when she's saying no. But then like Rawhead just kills him like. And there's this nothing is, to it. How is that any different than any other slasher movie? That's how. I, because that's, at least, because I don't know, because I feel like at least those characters would have been part of the narrative at first. Like you meet these people oh. halfway through the movie, and like they mean nothing. Horror movies, like especially horror movies like this, it's just they. It's cannon fodder. That's, I guess I don't know. You introduce characters quickly, it just and, didn't, and this let, movie didn't let the audience well. know that they're they're shitty, and that they're probably gonna die, and then they die. I don't know. This movie just didn't do it as well as other movies have, I guess. I don't know. At least give it that. Well, 
<laughs> I guess I will. Damn it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like there was a lot of characters that were like that though. There was uh, another. There was like, an old man, the guy that was drinking the uh, Smithwicks. Um, they're like, like him and his wife, or whatever. And then their friends that were over the one dude that looked like Joe Lynch mm-hmm. <laughs> looked exactly like Joe Lynch, which was really weird. Um, like they have really nothing to do with the story, and they just become kind of fodder for him too as he's running through and killing people. Um, I don't know. I guess it kind of bummed me out. Like it took it just took me out took me out of it a little bit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is my one gripe. I, if I can have a gripe with the way that the story was told, uh, as far as like character development, there mm-hmm. really wasn't with a lot of the characters in the movie. Yeah, it was a bit distracting to to me personally. Well, I think I think that that can all be probably uh, explained by time and budget. Oh sure. I mean, sure. It, the budget for this was one point five million pounds. That's heavy. That is heavy. That's <laughs> <laughs> like. That's like a lot of pounds. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What How the, are you paying for your movie? Got a couple of crates of bricks. <laughs> I don't know what I don't I don't know what a, a pound is in in uh, relation to a dollar, but one point five million doesn't sound like a lot. So no, probably it, it's not. A, no. It's a low budget movie. They probably didn't have a long time to shoot it. So you got to just you got to line up some some dominoes to knock them down, and then you have your your main cast to you I round guess. you round out. You know what I mean? I guess. Um. So yeah, so fine. Donald's knock him down. It, it brings us to the end of the movie. the The end of this flick really just takes a turn. Like it really just 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 takes a hard ninety degree into what the fucksville. Um, starting with just the, a, the, just a a soapy frothy, ropey turn. <laughs> so so apparently to get baptized by rawhead Rex. Um, you kneel down in front of Rawhead, and he like piss comes all over you. That's that's yeah. Thick soapy white piss. That's what it looked like. It's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Dick level. What else could it possibly be? <laughs> I. I <laughs> he wants to baptize you. It's, it's, <laughs> I got nothing. I watch. I, mean, I watch this, and I'm like, I'm like, literally, I had like one hand over my face. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching right now? I mean, it's like, it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen equivalent in porn, and it, but different, <laughs> different. You know. Well, okay. Well, let's think about this from a more, uh, like, a more logical standpoint. Mm-hmm. If in in uh, in Christian religions, yes, you um, you take communion in the form of the body and blood of Christ. Okay, this is just that that's this is Rawhead Rex's version. You take communion and baptism in the form of his frothy piss. <laughs> You know what? When you say it that way, it when makes, you when you put it that way, it makes so much more totally sense. normal. Yeah, what a weird scene, though. Oh my god! Like, like, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Talk about out of nowhere. I think Clyde Barker, if he wrote that part as just some weird, we all knew that he was a little bit sick and twisted. But well, I mean, I think we're getting that kind of fits right in line with most of the stuff does, Clyde Barker writes. But uh, his fetish game is strong. I'm just gonna put that on there. Uh, uh, one one thing that I I, I didn't uh, read until earlier today. Peter Mayhew was originally going to be. I saw that, yeah. Uh, Peter, Peter Mayhew, who, who, if you don't know, Peter Mayhew is the actor who played Chewbacca. Plays. Plays Chewbacca in the Star Wars films. Yep, every single uh, one. He at, was, least, at least for the most part. He was originally one. considered to play Rawhead, but his fee was too high. So. Yeah. Which That's, I can imagine that. Well, yeah. Can you imagine sure. Peter Mayhew just running around raw? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing if you just did the Chewbacca <laughs> yell for everything. Oh, I would have loved it. I'm the scat man. 
Mm. Oh, gross. <laughs> There's a scene at the end of this movie, too, where I swear to God, you can hear the director yell, cut. Really? I don't know if you noticed it. I noticed it when I was watching, uh, finishing it today. There's a scene where, like, like Rawhead's yelling or whatever, and the only other person in the scene is, is a woman. Mm-hmm. And I swear, right before the scene cuts to another scene, you hear, <laughs> cut! <laughs> like, like, right at the end. I swear. I don't know where else it would have come from. It's exactly what it sounds like. We're going to have gonna, to pull it back up. I'm going to see if I can get a, uh, a, a timestamp on it or whatever. I'll put it up online. But it was cracking me up. And then there's a priest at the very end, a different priest that ends up dying. And uh, like they have this big scene where, where like he said his last words and he gave his last breath. And they, he dies and they put him on the ground. And they they hang on the priest, and you clearly see this old man breathing like crazy, like he's he's catching his breath to where his like chest is moving like five inches. <laughs> it's like, dude, hold your breath for for God's sake, hold your breath for like two seconds. Yeah, I don't know. The whole end of this movie was it was essentially Masters of the Universe and said like the soundtrack of Star Wars. It was like this weird hodgepodge of digital effects. That were just like these whirling Star Trekky looking like, like, I, I, like energy beams going. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. This fucking weird. Movie. You did. You did a pretty good job there, actually. <laughs> I think. I, just uh, don't get it. I, I think we can wrap this one yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, would. I. I would suggest that. I would suggest that people go take a look at this one for themselves if they haven't seen it. Yeah. For if sure. you're. If you're. If you're still on the fence after that glowing review. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. If you like schlocky. Just, you know, it's monster flicks from the 80s, whatever. You'll probably enjoy it. You'll probably get enjoyment out of it. Just don't go into it like we did, expecting, like, a good creature feature from the 80s. Because like, that's that's not what you're going to get. Yep. It's uh, it's on a different level. <laughs> we'll yes. put it that way. Absolutely. So that's, uh, that's Rawhead Rex from 1986. Yep. The next movie that we watched was... Uh, a movie called Grabbers from 2012. Yeah. Speaking of being on a different level, Grabbers, way <laughs> higher level. Way higher. Way level. higher I really level. like this movie. So um, this movie, and it and it speaks to us on a whole different level. It does. And uh, you'll understand why in a second here. When an island off the coast of Ireland is invaded by blood-sucking aliens, the heroes discover that getting drunk is the only way to survive. That sounds like a dream. It does. It's like an apocalyptic <laughs> dream. <laughs> like like everybody, like all all horror fans, all genre fans kind of see like not even secretly like we we talk about like how 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 fun it would be to be in a zombie apocalypse sure or or some sort it'd of be like terrifying it'd be but terrifying awesome. but it would you know like once, you, once we, you got your peanuts about you and you're like you know what's going on sure well because we think in the we think in the cinematic sense like where we would suddenly be awesome at like building weapons and stuff in real life, we would totally <laughs> suck at it, and that's kind of why this this movie works on both levels. Because you you get the the pleasure of being in a situation like this horrible, scary, alien, blood sucking alien situation. Yeah. But your only defense is getting drunk. <laughs> like that's, I can do that. I can do that in real life. I can excel at that. <laughs> I, I'm good at that. So I I think that uh, I think I I really like this movie a lot. I yeah I. <laughs> This was not the first time I'd seen this. This guy came out in 2012. Uh, I actually picked this up on uh, DVD a while back, uh, and I think I told you about it, but you never you watched did, yeah. it. Yeah, yep. it's uh, it was just this quirky little like monster movie, and it was awesome. And uh, the effects in it are great. Yeah, the great. the monster, like the main monster, the big it looks one, amazing. The yeah. way it moves, the way, how it kind of rolls across it's, the land. It's all I really digital like effects, that. but it was like really good, convincing digital effects. Yeah. 
like super good. The way that it moved and it was like all slimy and gross. Like it looked organic. Like it yeah. actually looked really good. And this was kind of the like the quintessential sort of alien with all the. It was just a giant. It was like a giant ball of tentacles. Yeah. Which which was really cool. The movie. This movie reminded me a ton, especially one scene of uh, critters. There's a scene. In, there's a scene in critters and in grabbers, where uh, in critters obviously you have the little ball critters that are that are rolling towards the house. Yeah. And in uh, grabbers you have these little worm like like inchworm type creatures that are the babies. Inching, the babies that are inching towards the house. Right. And it reminded me of the exact same scene though, where all these alien creatures are kind of like like just converging converging out of the house. Yeah. yeah. And it just reminded me a lot of that, and I realized. This is kind of like an alien version. Of, well, of critters, critters are aliens, aliens too. <laughs> but like more alien version of of that essentially. Well, and and even the way the the main like the the papa alien, yeah. even the way he moves. So like there's a there's a scene in Critters, is it the second one where the, all the like all the individual critters um, form a giant ball. I think it was the second one. And yeah. roll across. Was it the second and, or the first? And roll across the land. I think it was. I I want to say it was the second, but I could be wrong. That yeah, might be. Yeah, I haven't correction. seen the Critters movies in a long time. But it, that this monster kind of moved that same way. Like when it needed to move fast, it would just it would just roll. Yep. And I thought that was so cool looking. And really, yeah, you're scary. right. The, yeah, the big Papa thing did roll. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, I thought that was really cool. So you have. Uh, I feel like a couple of these actors I I recognized. I I. The but, only one that I might have recognized was the guy that played the doctor, uh, Russell Tovey. He's the only dude that I think that I recognized, but uh, I don't R- think Richard that I did. Richard Coyle, the one who played uh, O'Shea. Yeah. For some reason, he was very familiar to me. He actually looks like a friend of ours. I th- I think that he looks a lot like Matt Marion. Oh, I could totally see that. Do you, do you see that? I could totally see it. Uh, and then Ruth... You, uh, you listening have no idea who we're talking yeah, about. You, know, you, you guys don't know who I'm talking about, but just for Mike's sake, so that yep. he can picture who I'm talking about, I think that he looks a lot like them. Uh, so you have um, Richard Coyle playing Garda... Um, O'Shea. Karen O'Shea. Uh, Garda is a police officer yep. in, in Ireland, in case see, you officer. don't know. Officer. Officer O'Shea. Officer, yeah, basically. Yeah. And uh, Ruth Bradley, who plays the officer opposite to him. What a cutie. Lisa Nolan, once she, <laughs> cutie. she's super cute, and once she gets drunk, she, just she's the, adorable. Yeah, just the most adorable drunk in the entire world. Uh, she did a great job in this movie. I don't know if she was actually drunk because she was very convincing very, as a drunk. Yeah, she was. She was. <laughs> um, but uh, it, and it, they're kind of the the mainstay throughout the movie, and then the uh, what was what the hell was his name? The old man that they were with oh, most Patty. of the time. Patty, Patty, Patty Barrett. Patty Barrett. He, he was, was probably he was the most authentic Irishman in the entire movie. Just the old <laughs> drunk that just drinks every night at the bar and well, uh, brings his own homemade hooch into the uh, bar. Authentic, authentic as as far as we're concerned as Americans. St- stereotypical. Stereotypical because we don't we don't personally know sure. any Irish people, so all all that we know is what we're fed through I met media a whole bunch of them and on Saturday. most most of the time <laughs> when we see irish people in american media they're just lousy drunks yeah i apologize to any irish people who might be listening to this who would put up an argument oh, to no, that no that that about sums it up <laughs> but, but but you have to keep in mind we're also lousy drunks so that's we're true. right there that's with true. you if that's actually I don't who know, you I'm are i'm pretty awesome drunk no, you're lousy. <laughs> no, shit. Okay. You are you are lousy. Uh, the other another guy that was in the movie, uh, guy named David Pierce, uh, played the uh, bartender. 
I thought for sure that was uh, Neil Marshall at first. Neil? Looked exactly like him. Really? Yeah, it looked exactly like him. I They're think... both kind of round-faced. and they. <laughs> that's uh, it. That's the only... That's it, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he looked exactly like him, though. Uh, director Neil Marshall. Not, though... Um, yeah, David Pierce played the uh, character Brian Marr, uh, who was... Uh, the bartender and his wife, uh, Una. Oh, wow. He does look a lot like him. Told you. Yeah, you're right. I thought that was actually him. And oh, it, wow. may, it, would, it would make sense because this movie was made over in the UK. So it would absolutely make sense. It's well, pretty uncanny, but, actually. Wow. Um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So they're, they're, those are your players. Um, basically, Patty, the drunk, finds a... Uh, he's like a crab or a fisherman or something like that. He's got like crab pods he brings up. And he catches this alien in the water. And so what does he do? He brings it back to his house and puts it in his bathtub. Totally normal. Yeah, as you would. <laughs> it uh, grows out of control, and um, yeah, suddenly the whole town is overrun by aliens, and they're on an island too. It's an island. Air, off the Air coast. and island. Yeah, off the coast of Ireland. Yeah, so and they they basically they find out uh, through a series of events that um, uh, these aliens are they're blood suckers, and they also thrive on on moisture. So uh-huh. they they need they need water, and they need blood to survive. But they notice uh, a couple of times when, like, especially Patty, because he's drunk most of the time. One of them tries to attack him, and then it, it basically uh, dies because of trying to drink his blood. Alcohol poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> because it can't handle the alcohol in his blood. So they they realize, oh, we just need to be pissed drunk in order to fend these up. And they kind of figure... Uh, because they're on an island, all they have to do is kind of wait out the rainstorm that's that's coming through. Yeah. And, well, uh, they find out that the, the alien creature needs water to survive. Right. And of course, it's raining cats and dogs. Right. So, um, I already said that. If you weren't looking oh, at your phone, you, you would have known I was, getting <laughs> I was getting something ready to actually show you later. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, they basically figure they have to wait out this rainstorm, and so they hunker down and get blasted. And uh, uh, because the the because the creature needs water to survive, it was raining cats and dogs. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know that if you weren't looking at your phone. <laughs> you already said that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So. So the, the monster gets the monster basically like starts overtaking. It has babies. There's eggs everywhere, and they realize like like you said they realize that you gotta get drunk in order to uh, to beat these things. And so they have a lock-in of everybody in town. They come to the pub, and they basically have like a, a party at, under the guise, or they they lock people into the bar under the guise of having a party. No, to why, protect everyone. Why wouldn't you just? Why wouldn't you just tell everybody? Because of mass hysteria. That's why. Well, if it's it, I. That's understandable. But first of all, I love how they tell everybody. They walk into a church service, and they're like, they just tell everybody, all right. You're all coming to the pub tonight because mm-hmm. we're gonna have a we're gonna have a party and everybody's like, eh. <laughs> like I don't want to do that, and uh, and they well, gar- they, <laughs> they keep telling them like all these different things to try and get them there, and then at the at, at the end they finally say, and it's an open bar, and then everybody's just like, yes, yes! open bar. Well, Garden Nolan's wasted off her ass too though, and in the, in, on the on the altar he's like, you're gonna go, <laughs> or I will arrest you. <laughs> And uh, and and so they so they get get everybody there under like Mike said under the guise of a party, but it's such a small community. Like I feel like I feel like you could just tell people what was going on. It wouldn't See, obviously thought, obviously I, for the movie it wouldn't make it as fun. But I thought that it was a small community, but there's clearly other walks of life that we did not expect to be living on the little island off the coast of 
of uh, Ireland. I'm like who? Uh, in the bar during this party, did you did you randomly notice the uh, the totally random scene kid that was at the bar? No. This completely random, white-belted, straightened-hair, like, t-shirt-wearing scene kid. Did you take this screenshot yes. as the movie was playing? Yes. You you took I this. I paused it. I paused it, and I took a screenshot of it. That is like a... That's like a straight-up, like, 2004 Detroit scene kid. It really is. With it's the white, so weird. Because with the white leather belt and everything. It's so weird, because everybody in the movie is like these... These older Irish, like island folk, basically. Well, they like, all wear like those amazing, farmers, like, like, yeah, yeah, well, fi- like farmers, fish- fishermen and, sure. uh, yeah, like. And then you have this random scene kid who's just at the bar in the movie. That is bizarre, man. <laughs> it makes He's, no sense. It really doesn't. It's the only kid in the. I, I don't. How did you even notice that? It was in passing, and I was like, oh my God, James is not going to believe me unless I take a picture of my screen. It's weird. I, I almost <laughs> wouldn't. I almost. It looks like a doctored photo. Like he looks so it's, out of place. It's, it's not crazy. though. It's not. I wish I could tell what uh, was on his shirt. But yeah, totally. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. I, I got nothing. Um. Oh, do, do you hear that? What? I'm. I think I hear an alien. I need some more booze to uh <laughs> to stay safe. <laughs> gotta, gotta get that. Gotta get that blood alcohol level up over two point or no two point You would 2. die. 2. Oh my 2. god. 0. You'd be absolutely point, dead. Point two. He doesn't, now, have, he doesn't have blood anymore. He literally just has booze in his system. Now, hold on. So point, point .08 is the legal limit uh, here in the States. Yes, I believe. Uh, in the movie, they have to get their blood alcohol level up to 2.0. Yeah. And, uh, like, point zero eight, I don't think is too hard to reach for, uh, like, uh, Nolan. She's a pretty small girl. And she's never drank before. And she's never drank so before. So zero tolerance. 0.02 or 2.0? <laughs> point uh, point two point two. Okay, they have to get, have to get her. Yeah, they have to get her blood alcohol level up to point two, and for a person who's never drank before, It'd be pretty easy. Well, they they give her. They end up giving her. They basically say, uh, they they uh, they say, Patty, what did you drink the other night? And he and he explains what he drank, and then they want to give her that exact same amount. They, they end up giving her, like, seven pints and, like, a they, few shots of some of his homebrewed moonshine. Like, they, they would have killed this poor girl. girl. Yeah, they give this tiny girl the same amount of booze that, like, this 70-year-old alcoholic like Like, drank. well-trained alcoholic <laughs> is drinking. Like, like, iron stomach alcoholic, yeah. She holds it pretty well, though, I will say. I, she, she, does. she does. She does. She even manages to uh, to drive a pickup truck. Cross country at the end of the movie into a into the side of a into the side like, of a wall. <laughs> I like how she I like how she makes it through all these dark weaving roads in the uh, in the the Irish hillsides, and then when she finally gets to the uh, the construction site. to the construction site, then she hits something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that. Which, how far was the construction site from the bar? Uh, it seemed like a, I don't know, like hard to tell when it's like pitch black out there, but I don't know, five, ten miles, something like that. Okay, so it's kind of a far, it's a long way to drive when there's a giant monster chasing you. Is all I'm saying. When there's and a she giant did good. Mo- when, there, did good. when there's a giant monster tra- chasing you and you're drunk for the first time in your entire life. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's like high pressure situation. It is. She handled herself like a champ though. She really I'll, I'll, did. I'll give her that. <laughs> um this movie had some of the best lines ever too. And maybe the, I don't know if this is just how like Irish people speak, 
but they have some really great better, sayings. Better than us, you mean? Like, uh, oh, he's pissed as a fart. Does he say pissed as a fart? The, 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 the chick bartender, uh, bartender does. The wife of the bartender. That's funny. Says, says something like, oh, he's pissed as a fart. That's funny, because that's like one of my go-to lines from, uh, because it, uh, Vinnie Jones says it in Eurotrip. So it must be like a European thing then, maybe. Do, do you remember that scene where you've seen Euro Trip before, right? It's been a long time, but yeah. Uh, um, they the two the two American kids show up at this this bar. They're looking for something, and they end up in this like hooligan bar with a like a football firm, and uh, and then they end up getting drunk with them. And then the next day they wake up, and Vinnie Jones says he's always. Well, you got pisses of fart. You're all steamed up. Okay, yeah. So it must be, uh, it must be a saying then. Oh yeah, the pond piss, is my piss guess. a fart. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard it before. And then also, and this one I've heard before, but it cracks me up every time I hear it. And people say merciful shit. Merciful, great merciful shit. I don't know why it cracks me up, but when Irish people say it, it's, it's, it's even better. Uh, pretty much everybody across the pond has much better sayings than we it's do. It's true, it's true. Stupid Americans. Most most of the stuff that we say involves us saying dude or like. Like, I mean dude. Like dude. <laughs> like, I actually noticed, like, I just did it right there. I caught myself earlier mm-hmm. in this episode. I didn't, like, stop to, to edit over it or anything like that. And I said like about... 12 times within the span of about 10 seconds and I was like stop saying like in my head and I just kept saying it and it was annoying and uh, I'm going to try to not do that anymore what oh, was yeah? it we we picked out our back when we first started this uh, podcast you and I picked out the things that we do way too often and then we tried to stop doing those things do you remember what yours was well you never stopped cracking your voice I well, that's that. just my I know that. that's just my thing. That's like my calling card. <laughs> Do you remember what yours was? Uh, mine was what? mine was going. Uh, yeah, mine was probably uh, and I'm saying. I'm pretty sure I still do it all the mine time. Mine was probably saying um or something. Or I don't remember what it was. Especially was it that one? Ex- especially, especially, yeah, I, I did say that a lot. <laughs> I did say that. I a it lot. doesn't matter. I was just curious if you remembered yours. No, I don't. Apparently, we're terrible at it though. <laughs> um, well, there you go. But okay. anyway, like, dude, like, dude. <laughs> Uh, so what the hell were you talking about? I, I completely, I, I, I turned us in a totally different direction. You did. Here. I was talking about merciful shit. That's oh, all. merciful shit. Great merciful shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, so they, they eventually get drunk in this bar and they have, they, they concoct these weapons that I thought were absolutely hilarious. We talk about how if you're having to build weapons in an apocalypse or for aliens or whatever, we'd be really good at it. Right. We'd be about as good as they were. <laughs> about as good as they were. They fill a super soaker with bo- uh, booze or with ga- hooch, petrol. Right? Oh, oh petrol. yeah. And uh, they and they light like a candle on the end of it, and they expect that to work as a flamethrower. But then the dude runs out in a rainstorm, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> and they, I, so many people use flare guns or, or or grab flare guns in movies as if that's going to do anything. Would that really do anything? Aside I mean, from if you like shot if, a person, it would. Uh, yeah, but wouldn't it just kind of bounce off? Or would, would maybe I, I actually I don't I suppose, know. The... Yeah, yeah, I guess not a person unless you shot it into their mouth, like they wanted to do <laughs> to the alien. Though she so did if you do. shot if she you shot, shot the flare into the alien, it would hurt a little bit more. I um, think. this was another thing I was gonna look up is because um, I know I know that uh, we have in in our country all of our police officers carry firearms. Yeah. 
in a lot of other countries, police officers don't carry firearms. And I think that may be the reason that they didn't actually have any real firearms to put on the table as, as weapons. Because they all, like, the one, the one guy's like, uh, I have a nail gun and I have a board with a nail in it. <laughs> well, no, no, he was like, I have a nail gun. And then he takes the nail gun, nails a board... <laughs> And a board with a nail. <laughs> like that pause is like comedic genius. I love it. <laughs> and, and they have the super soaker, and they have the flare gun, and they have what a a, a hammer. I think that yeah, guy like brings a hammer. Basically nothing else. <laughs> These are the weapons that they have to fend off. Uh, the one guy has a shillelagh. He calls it something else, though. I can't remember what he called it. Oh, I don't remember what it was. But uh, I I I think that maybe I I'd have to look this up, and I meant to before the episode actually, but maybe the Garda don't carry firearms i mean it's possible they're on a small island i maybe even on the mainland though i i know like i said i know that there are countries where the police officers do not carry firearms so which is weird which would be weird though because ireland doesn't isn't like northern ireland like kind of dicey um i always thought north like wasn't northern ireland like like kind of like not war-torn but like there's a lot of bad stuff that happens in that area of the country I'm not entirely sure. I know that they had they had a period of time called the um, they well in English we refer to it as the troubles. They they refer to it as like the uh, Na or something like that. Okay. And that was those are like those are like your uh, your the times when Bono sings about all the time, like the car bombings and stuff like that. Okay. Like the the times that where it was like really really terrible as oh, far like, as like uh, domestic like, terrorism and stuff uh, like, like that. Like when they first saw Leprechaun Origins. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's bad. That's a bad joke to make. But I don't I don't really know as far as like modern day how, what the crime rates are like in Ireland and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I like I said I I guess my point is this though like there's always going to be holdouts from that kind of stuff even if it, that time has passed. Right. So why the police wouldn't carry weapons though that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Um. I actually just looked it up. Okay. Most uniformed members of the Garda do not routinely carry firearms. No. So there you go. Wow. That answers it right there. Oh. It are is they, weird, are though. Are they like standard it, police in that? I think so, yeah. Wow. That's weird. And, and so that is weird, though, because you'd think that you'd think that you would want it's, that to it's fall. It's funny. Like, even the if rest, you don't have to use it that often, you'd think that you would want it to fall back on just in case. I feel like the rest of the world would go, that's not really weird. But as Americans, we're like, damn it, gotta shoot your guns. Well, like, like, uh, yeah, like, as, <laughs> as Americans, we're like, we should probably all yeah, have a gun, like, like guys. Nobody, <laughs> like, nobody in America thinks that cops should not carry guns. Like, nobody. <laughs> oh, it would be outrageous for a cop to not carry yeah. a gun in America. But it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, you don't carry a gun? Well, you're not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple it's as simple as that. I, I think there's actually jokes about that in movies, you, like you like, a, like a like a like a, a mall cop or something. Oh, it's like Dewey in uh, the, the scary movies. Like you're not even carrying a gun. You're not a yeah. you're not a real cop. Yeah. Um, but so yeah. Anyways, America. <laughs> America. So um, so they uh, you're you're insulting Jay. He actually has a gun right there. He could shoot you in pew, the face pew, with. Pew 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 pew. And I don't blame him. And I got two right here. Boom boom boom. <laughs> Don't touch them; they'll go off. I have like pellet guns. (laughs) Oh, that was one of the. That was one of the. The the guy. uh, Um, what the hell's his name? Patty. Patty puts this blue gun up on the table. He goes, and I got a pellet gun. What does it do? But uh, he goes, it shoots pellets. But I don't. (laughs) I don't have have any pellets. (laughs) I love it. Love it so much. Awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. What were some of your favorite parts of the movie? 
Uh, but we touched on a lot of them. Like to, Some of my favorite parts are actually the creature. That creature brings out the best in the cast and everything else. Like those scenes are... They're uh, they're fun, you know. They're they move fast. The, it's, a, it's a briskly paced movie. Um, I especially liked the um, the interactions between uh, you have Garda uh, Garda. Why can't I think of her name? Garda Nolan. Nolan. Uh, Nolan uh, O'Shea, and then the Doctor uh, Smith. Adam Smith. Yeah. Uh, because Smith clearly is into Nolan, and uh, O'Shea is like the jealous dude that won't ever say anything. And so I thought it was really funny that the interactions between the three of them. Because like they're the two of them are flirting, and then O'Shea's is like, oh yeah, well, uh, fuck you, like <laughs> just like well, the, the, there was the really awkward one. It was like uh, they were standing over the body of the, the dead, dead yeah, alien, the whale. And the <laughs> no, the dead alien. Oh okay, okay. At, when they were back at Smith's lab, and uh, and Smith and Nolan kind of have this moment where they look over at each other, and and Smith goes hi, and Nolan goes hi, and then you can just see the look on on. Uh, <laughs> Um, what the hell is his name? O'Shea's face yeah. like looks back and forth between the <laughs> both of them, and he just goes, "Hi, <laughs> I'm here too," because he's had, he's into her, but he doesn't want to admit it because he's a tough guy. You they, know? Had a, and, they had a very similar moment though around the carcass of the whale when they're uh, investigating all the whales that wash it up on the shore. Uh-huh. It's a very similar moment, right? And that's when they first meet. Uh, so they're they're kind of smitten with each other, and O'Shea's just like, "Hey." Hey, I'm right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just funny. Their their interactions were uh, were really funny. Well, it's funny. They did a good job of like uh, in the beginning of the movie. O'Shea is just like just a mess. He's he, like he's, he's very, kind of insufferable. The, the very beginning. first thing that you see of him, he wakes up obviously hungover, walks over to a, a like a trash bin in the middle of his living room or something, and sees a little bit of swill left in the bottom of a of a whiskey bottle and picks it up and and pounds it. Yep. At this point, you don't even know that he's a an officer. Yeah. And the next time you see him, he's picking uh, Nolan up. She's uh, she works on the mainland, but she came out here because she needed some extra hours or something like that. So she came to fill She's in for somebody else. She's only supposed to be else. there for like two weeks. Two weeks, like yeah. yeah. No, because one of the guys was leaving. Yeah. Uh, O'Shea's partner was leaving. He was for going like two on weeks. vacation yeah, or something. Yeah. So she was coming. And in the beginning of the movie, like he's. Yeah, he's very unlikable and he's very standoffish, and you don't really see them together. You know, like I didn't when I first saw them in the vehicle together. I was like, oh, this is just this like haggard old alcoholic pile of garbage, and this beautiful young like uh, just like really uh, excited about her job woman, and and then throughout the movie, they actually do a pretty good job of like turning him into like a pretty a decent pre- dude like a pretty charming guy well, you know it's funny he's he's an alcoholic yeah like he's a straight alcoholic and everybody at, towards you know the movie has to get wasted to beat the aliens he's the one he's that the decides one to stays, stay sober yeah so it's kind of a role reversal thing it's kind of funny i just it just dawned on me nobody will know what we're talking about but you said that uh that o'shea reminds you of matt Marin. yeah doesn't nolan kind of remind you of his wife <laughs> Yeah, kind of. This is. We should show this. Mo- <laughs> we should. We should show this movie to them and just tell them this it's is the story them. of the Marians. These are your Irish doppelgangers, and they fight aliens. So if we're ever attacked, why aren't you so cool? If we're ever attacked by, if we're ever attacked by, um, blood sucking, moisture loving aliens, I'm gonna go to their house and hunker down. That'll. That's the. That's and the number one plan. They have a great dog too. I've never seen their dog. What kind of dog do they have? This isn't very exciting. A, a, a great one. 
Neat. <laughs> very, very neat dog. Um, that's Grabbers. I don't. I mean, I mean, is there much else to say about it? No, I don't think so. It's just a. It's a super fun movie. This one's on Hulu if you want to watch yep. it. Uh, uh, if not. Rawhead. Is it, is it, anywhere, is it any, anywhere else that you know I know. Of? I think that Hulu. Rawhead Rex, we uh, rented on Vudu. Yeah. That one is nowhere to be found on the uh, streaming front. Unless you want to buy the new Blu-ray. Mm, which you could. Run which out could. run out and grab that, baby. I think it's like 18 bucks on Amazon if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, Grabbers, yeah, like I said, is on Hulu. Or I'm sure you can find it on iTunes, Amazon, whatever. <laughs> one thing that I really wanted, sorry, just to go back to Grabbers real quick. I really wanted, like, after the credits were over... Should just see a thing that said like the grabbers will be back, in grabbers two, grab harder. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to see that. They did. I would really like if they came back with a sequel to this one because they set it up for a sequel. Yeah, dude. Like, and, and it's the, the kind of like movie if they where brought they could. back the same cast and everything. It was just a really likable cast, and uh -huh. I thought they all did a great job. So. It was fun. Like, this is the kind of this is this is the kind of like 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 creature feature. Like horror comedy that is just perfect. You yeah, know? it's a perfect blend of everything. Perfect cast, perfect writer. This was. Like just, it was. This just was. Storm. I would. I would say this is the closest thing to a, like if you're a John, if you're a genre fan, and you want like a nice date night movie, I'd say this would be a good one for it. <laughs> and you're both drunks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just adds adds, couple, a, couple adds a little extra sparkle. Sitting on the couch. We should tell Kelly about it. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. So uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, we are on iTunes. Um, I did some research this week. Yeah. And I was looking into uh, our ratings and comments on, on our iTunes. Mm -hmm. uh, we have exactly two comments. Ooh. So nobody is uh, nobody's commenting on my my requests for the week. You hurt, mean you I'm mean hurt. reviews? We have two reviews. We have two. No, I we... no two comments total of our eighty one episodes on iTunes. Mm, that's oh on iTunes. On iTunes. Okay, ah. I thought you were uh, for some reason nope, I was thinking nope, of SoundCloud. On iTunes. Okay, so I'm going to change my tactics. So is my point. Do it. What I want instead of giving us a review on iTunes because clearly no one cares. Um, <laughs> I want retweets. Retweet. Retweet the episode, and tell us something. That's how, that's that's what we're gonna go with now. Instead of the comments on uh, and ratings, you with me? Are you are you prepared to be super let down? Yes. Have your heart broken? Yes. Stomped on? Not quite stomped. Not, I don't think I'm there yet. Pissed on on <laughs> pissed on on a Catholic altar? I am ready to be baptized. <laughs> I am ready to be baptized. Baptized in disappointment. <laughs> Yeah, so do whatever Mike's telling you to do. Retweet our retweet our episodes and tell us what you think. Yeah. About how we could be better. Than I want we are you right to now. to retweet the episode and uh, and and tell us, um, tell them, tell us what religion it was that you found yourself being pissed on in a <laughs> in a ceremonial activity. That's what I want to know. So ret retweet the episode and tell us that. That that's that's your homework for the week. <laughs> well, I'm Catholic, so you already know the answer to that. Uh, if you want to find J. Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording, and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. All right, boys, I think that'll do it. I think that it will. Uh, until next week. Cheers, Adios. cheers, boys. <laughs> <laughs>